and we're going to communicate from the Word of God a principle and a thought and some practicality that you can take with you. And if you choose to apply it to your life, I do believe that it will, it will make a difference for you. So uh, let's read out of Exodus 23, verse number 27. The Lord said, I will send my fear before thee. Now stay with me because... There's things in the text that I'm going to refer to and I want you to have an idea uh, before I get there. And will destroy all the people to whom thou shalt come. And I will make all thine enemies turn their backs unto thee. That's a good thing. God's going to make the enemy turn their back to thee. And I will send hornets before thee. That would, be a, that would be miserable for my wife. She hates anything that has to do with, with hornets, bees, wasps, anything like that. <laughs> he said, I will send hornets before thee, which shall drive out the Hivites, the Canaanites, and the Hittites from before thee. I will not drive them out from before thee in one year. Least the land become desolate, and the beast of the field multiply against thee. By little and little I will drive them out from before thee, until thou be increased and inherit the land. Amen. So I'll come back in a moment and we'll talk about several verses that surround this particular text and uh, try to just bring some context to it, but I'll, I'll look back in verse 23 and all the way through verse 33, but I wanted to lift 27 through 30 out because this is where we will focus most of our attention today. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. I'm going to talk to you for a little while about it's more of a blessing than you realize. It's more of a blessing than you realize. How many here today would, would admit that there are things right now in your life that you wish were different? Alright, let me see your hands. You wish some things that are in your life right now were different. Alright, what about uh, you wish some things that are in your life right now, you wish they were not just different, you wish they were gone. <laughs> I don't want them just to be different. There are some things that I want to see them completely gone. Or at the very least, how many would say you want to see some things change? Amen. You want to see some things change. I believe we're all at that place. Most of us live in, in that particular um, thought or mindset. We're just two days away. Everybody say, two days away from the most frightening day of the year. Be careful, because two days from now, things are frightening. I mean, it's, people are gearing up for the fright. <laughs> they're, they're gearing up for, for all of that. Um, I want to ask you a question. Are, are animals more frightful for you or humans? Think about it. Think about it for a moment. Is an animal more frightful or human beings more frightful to you? Now, I got to admit, um, I one time was 
scared by a pig. <laughs> you know, pigs are not, normally they're not frightful things, but, but I was scared to death, Barry, <laughs> by a pig. Not, not a feral hog, not, not one that I was hunting in South Texas, but one that was a little bit more domesticated. Not, not a bad, big tusk, bad hog that was going to cut me up, but admittedly, ashamed to admit this, but I was frightened to death by a burlap pig. I mean, this pig, this pig was not even alive. This pig was was just simply minding his own business, or her business, I'm not sure, but I hate calling a female a pig, so uh, his business, minding his own business, sitting on the end of a couch that my father had in his office in our church. So my dad was pastoring, and I was in my dad's office, walking back and forth, praying, and the only light, you know, when you get scared praying, that's really bad. Because you know, you're supposed to be full of faith and, and have all this power and anointing and God there. But when you get scared praying, you know it's bad. So I, I'm in my dad's office and the only light that was on in his office was at the other end from where I was, the door. And he had a fish tank in his office and the light in the fish tank is what was on. It was the ambiance for a powerful prayer meeting Somehow we think when it's dark, you can pray better. So it, it was dark in this office, and this one little fish tank light was on. It was illuminating the, the office a little bit where you could kind of see. This was before glasses for me, and, and I had good eyesight. And I'm walking back and forth, praying in my dad's office. I mean, calling down the power. One of the reasons I was praying is I was going to preach in just a little while at my father's church, and so I'm trying to get in touch with the Lord, and, and, and it didn't register to me that someone had given my dad a gift and the gift was a burlap pig. I don't know if it was pastor appreciation. I don't know if they were trying to give him a subtle hint. I don't know. I just know that there was a pig that I had no clue about being on my father's couch and one end and I'm praying in his office and and out of kind of the peripheral vision and the way the light was coming, I saw this pig that I did not know was there. Now, I'm telling you after the fact, but you have to be with me in the moment. That in the moment, I thought I had stirred up a devil. Okay? Because <laughs> when you start praying and binding and loosing and attacking stuff, then in the back of your mind, you know I'm stirring things up and, and I better mean what I'm doing. So I'm having this prayer meeting. Devil, get behind me. We're going to have deliverance tonight. And in my mind, I think all of a sudden there's a visible manifestation of some kind of devil-possessed pig that ended up in my father's office on the end of the couch. And so and when I caught the, out of the corner of my eye this pig on the couch, oh, oh, God! My, my heart almost stopped because I thought, oh, the fight's on. I'm fixing to have to you know, wrestle a devil in the office or something. I don't, I don't know. I, I mean, a pig, a pig, a burlap pig <laughs> scared me I'm going to say this <laughs> I think given the reality of that story that I'm probably more frightened 
of animals than I am people. Because I've never had a person affect me like that. I've never had a person scare me to that degree where I thought all of a sudden <laughs> my life is, is over <laughs> right in the middle of a prayer meeting. And all it was was, was a pig. Now, I have a friend that I have to just confess, I scared him that bad in a prayer meeting he was having, and he, he probably thinks I'm a pig <laughs> for, for what I did, but we were, we were preaching together um, in a fairly large church, and my buddy, it was his night to preach, and he was in this large sanctuary that, that would seat 1,500 people or so, and uh, he was in the front walking back and forth in the altar praying, you know, dark in there, the whole deal, little, little light over the pulpit, it's the middle of the day, he's praying, walking back and forth, and when I realized he was in there praying by himself, I just felt like that I needed to scare him. So, <laughs> so uh, we were young, I, was, I don't know, maybe 21 or so, 22. I snuck in the back door of the church and I crawled under all of the pews, <laughs> all the way down the aisle, and it's a big building, it's dark, and, and I got right by the edge of the pew on one side, and I was all crouched down, and he was praying, Oh, God, in your name tonight, Lord, I want you, and he's doing And he came around about where I was, and when he turned, I just went, Rah! <laughs> And he, <laughs> he did the same thing I did. Oh, God! Oh, God! <laughs> and I fell in the floor laughing uncontrollably <laughs> and he said you're stupid you're just you're just stupid <laughs> he wouldn't laugh it wasn't funny <laughs> i think I, I, I about pushed him into cardiac arrest but anyway for me uh sometimes i guess i guess animals could be a little bit more more frightening because a pig made me jump like no human being has ever <laughs> made me jump I'm sharing that with you because I want you to see something in, in our text today. I'm going to go back and read this so you can follow along with me. He said, I will send my fear before thee, and I will destroy all the people to whom thou shalt come, and I will make all thine enemies turn their backs unto thee, and I will send hornets before thee, which shall drive out the Hivites, the Canaanites, Hittites from before thee. I will not drive them out from before thee in one year, lest the land become desolate and the beast of the field multiply against thee. By little and little I will drive them out from before thee until thou be increased and inherit the land. God wants us to experience victory in its fullness, and to fulfillment. But victory doesn't come to us instantaneously in every situation. Victory comes to us gradually. This is the, this is the part of the workings of God that we sometimes have issue with. Because we want everything to be taken care of and dealt with and handled yesterday. But 
it doesn't always happen that way. Amen? Amen. And so uh, I, I would like for it to be done. I would like for it to have passed. I would like for it to have been answered yesterday, last week, a month ago, however many years ago. But, but it doesn't always work in that same manner. And, and I want to say this, and, and you get this. If you don't get anything else, get this right here, that the length of your challenge, the length of your struggle, the length of your dilemma may be more of a sign of His favor in your life than immediate change would be. So if you've been in this for a while, you raise your hand saying there are things that I would like to see change. There are things that I would like to see different. There are things that I would like to be gone out of my life. It hasn't happened yet. Let's let's look at this from a different angle and say that it could be if you would take just a, a quick analysis of where you've been and how long that this has been going on, that the length of your challenge, if it's been a week, a day, a month, a year, however long, the length of your challenge may be more of a sign of God's favor in your life than if something would have happened immediately. If the change would have happened day one or week one or month one or if it would have just been over all of a sudden, you might not be able to see His favor quite as much as you can now knowing that it has been a while and I'm still here. It's been a while and God hasn't abandoned me. It's been a while and I'm not there yet, but I'm not out of the fight. Uh, I'm here and I know the only way I've made it is by the grace of God. And I see His hand and I see His favor in my life right now. Now there's so much, there's so many things that that we could jump into in this text, but I'm going to try to narrow my comments down to just a few specific things. What you are facing and what I'm facing right now could be more manageable. What you're you're dealing with right now, perhaps, could be, maybe, it's more manageable. In other words, you can can handle it than what's lying in wait behind it if it were to be gone immediately. All right? Now let, let me explain this. And I'm going to go back for a moment and just pull some things out. In verse 23, the Bible tells us that he will send an angel before them. And he names all of these individuals. Amorites, Hittites, Pezzarites, Canaanites, Evites, Jebusites, all of these people that were living and part of Canaan. He names all of these people groups. And and he says, I'm going to send an angel before you. And that angel has a responsibility of cutting all of these groups off. Because if you just move into this land and take up residence... 
you're going to have a fight on your hands and the fight, and he names all of them, and he said, I'm going to send an angel to cut them off. I'm going to send an angel before you. Verse number 24, he said to this, thou shalt overthrow them. I'm going to send an angel. Here's all these people against you. Here's all these things working against you. It's going to, they're going to rise up to fight you, but I'm going to cut them off and you're going to overthrow them. When you get to verse 27, if you want to read it later, you can. You'll find that he says here, I will send my fear and bring destruction. I will destroy. And he said, I will make them turn their backs on you. So all of this, God is going to send an angel. God is going to cut them off. God is going to send fear. God is going to destroy them. God is going to make them turn their back. All of this is happening. Verse number 28, I will send hornets and drive them out. I'm going to send things that will, will agitate them and frustrate them and cause the situation to turn and, and run. He says in verse 30, I will drive them out. So in verse 23, verse 24, verse 27, verse 28, verse number 30, he's talking about what he will do. Angels and hornets and fear and I'm going to do this. I'm going to cut them off. I'm going to drive. I'm going to do all of these things. After you hear that so much, wouldn't you naturally just believe that if God's saying I'm going to do all of these things, that you're really kind of freed from any responsibility? I mean, it sounds like that to me. Okay, God's sending angels and fear and hornets and cutting them off and making them turn their backs and all that. God's doing all of that stuff. He's God. He's driving the enemy out. He's going to take charge of the situation. It can make us just take a back seat in the process and say, God's going to do it all. God's going to take care of it all. But when you get to verse number 31, it says, and I will set, here he is, Bonds from the Red Sea, even unto the Sea of the Philistines, and from the desert unto the river, for I will deliver. All of this is about I, 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 God. Speaking of God, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that, I'm going to establish this, I'm going to drive them out, I'm going to take care of it, I'm going to work it out. And then the Bible all of a sudden says, for I will deliver the inhabitants of the land into your hand, and thou shalt drive them out before thee. I mean, all of a sudden... God's saying, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that, I'm going to do the other, everything's going to be okay. But, ultimately, you're going to drive them out. See, sometimes in our living for God, we think that He's just going to take care of everything. And we're free of all responsibilities. And there's no obligation on my part because we have a book of promises that tell us over and over and over and over what God has done, what God is doing and what God will do. And we can just sit back and say, God's going to take care of it all and I don't really have to do anything. But here in this very same text, it says, and thou shalt drive them out from before thee. I want you to know that you play a part in this. 
You play a part. You raise your hand saying, I want things to change. I want things to be different. I want things to be done in my life. Well, if you're coming to church week after week and living your life Monday through Saturday, just thinking that you don't have anything to do, God's going to take care of it all. Let me give you a wake-up call today and tell you that He's doing His part. But ultimately, if you're going to walk in that deliverance, walk in that victory, walk in that triumph, then you're going to have to step up and do your part. Come on, you can do better than that. I'm going to have to do my part. I have to do my part. And, and sometimes I need to be reminded that I do play a part in all of this. Amen. And so, so he wants us to grow. He wants us to increase in our dilemma. Okay? Man, I wish I had like several weeks to go through all of this. But I'm going to just pull it out quickly here. He's telling them, I'm going to start driving them out, but I'm not going to do it all at one time. Okay? I, if I drive them out and we take care of it instantaneously, then the land that you're trying to possess will be desolate. There's so much in what I want to give you that you can't handle that if I bring you into it too quickly and turn it all over to you, it will be overwhelming and what you could have lived in, you will miss out on because it'll fall down around you before you ever get to that place. So he said, the land is going to be desolate if I move them out too quickly. And so this is a process. And, and I love how he explains it. By little and little I will drive them out. Verse 30. Before thee and thou be increased and inherit the land. So, so here's, this, here's this statement. God wants you to grow. God wants you to increase. But you don't have to be free of issues to grow. You don't have to be free of trouble and challenge. Right in the middle of your struggle, God can grow you. Right, right in the middle of your pain, God can expand. Right in the middle of what you're trying to grapple with, what's a challenge in your life, what you're trying to get through, if you're waiting for everything to get good and then all of a sudden you can step into your next purpose, you've missed all of this. You, you need to understand that while the doctor says that, you know what, it looks bad. While families say, I don't want anything else to do with you. While the job is saying it looks like it's going to play out in 90 days. Instead of saying, well, I don't know what I'm going to do. Oh my God, how are we going to make it through all of this? Everything's so bad. Why don't you look at your situation back to what I said and realize this may be protracted, but it could be that God is working in your situation right now and you can see His favor more now than you could. How are you going to make it when the doctor says there's no hope? How are you going to make it when the next paycheck's not coming in? How are you going to make it when those friends and family have walked out? God will be right there with you every step of the journey and He will bless you and grow you and prosper you and advance you right in the middle of the struggle. Don't think that everything has to be great in your life before God goes to work. In fact, He may be working right now with all hell breaking loose in your situation. 
Oh, I love this story because it's so informative that He wants us to grow. He wants us to increase in the midst of our dilemma. And here's the reason. So we can handle the enormity of the blessing that's coming. Okay? The land was so big that, that had He given it to them all at once... They would not have been able to fully enjoy everything that He was offering to them. The enormity of the blessing was so big that God had to grow them into it so they could handle it. You see, God wants to bless you to the degree that right now you're not even big enough to handle it. Your faith is not great enough to handle it. Your life is not sacrificial enough to handle it. I don't know, but God knows. And I can tell you that if you've been in a place for a long time, it isn't because God has forgotten about you or God has abandoned you. It could be that God's just moving your enemy out a little at a little so He can grow you at the same time so when you step into it, you can handle everything that He has. This is why I wanted to title this, It's More of a Blessing Than You Realize. So your prayer wasn't answered last week, you thought, because it wasn't an instantaneous miracle. How do you know your prayer isn't being answered with God doing it a little bit at a time? Well, I prayed, I did this, nothing happened. Because you were praying for something to take place instantaneously. And I've seen some people that have instantaneous miracles that as soon as the miracle happens, they forget about the giver of the miracle. They forget about the person that came through for them. They forget about what God did on their behalf. And they go away in life like everything's okay and totally forget. But sometimes in our struggle, we're being developed. In our struggle, we're growing. We're maturing in our faith. We're able to handle what God is about to drop on us. I I just have to say, when I see people struggling that are living for God and they're fully committed in this thing, in my eyes and in, in, in just my faith, I'm believing that God has something so big for them that they can't even realize it right now. And if they can hold on long enough, God is going to come through in a way that will absolutely blow their mind. He's growing me while He's driving out my adversary. What an incredible, what an incredible story we have in in the scripture. And so he said, All right, if I drive them all out, what you're afraid of right now, I don't just tell stories randomly. I hope you guys know that. He said, I'll drive the people out, and if I drive them out quickly, beasts will come up in the land. And what you were afraid of will not even compare to what will show up in your life if you're not ready to handle it. See, I'd rather face humans than beasts. Now, I'd love to take some of you that think you're more afraid of people than you are beasts. I'd love to take you about 25 feet up in a tree with nothing but a stick and string in your hand and a pile of bait that calls in several hundred pound black bear. I'd love to sit with you in a tree 
with nothing but a bow and arrow and have a pile of caramel candy. <laughs> That's like the dinner bell. Yeah. Come and get it! <laughs> and you see these lumbering beasts show up 10 steps away, 12 steps away. I, I, I promise you, I've been sitting in a tree like this for five, six hours at a time. Slowest heartbeat you can ever imagine. Falling asleep, not even breathing. And all of a sudden, catch one movement out of the side of your eye. And there's four or five hundred pounds of beast <laughs> that can climb the tree quickly. Your heart goes from First time that happened to me, I couldn't even draw my bow. Okay, it's something that I shoot often. Oh, I couldn't even, I was like this. And, and in my, and I'm talking to myself, saying, you got to calm down, 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 you got to calm down. You, you better calm down. You, <laughs> you lose all. He said, I'll, if I drive them out all of a sudden, then something worse is going to come in their place. He said, the beast of the field will show up. We sometimes think we want immediate victory and we wonder why God isn't working for us and why He hasn't turned it around. And He sees if I do this immediately, things are not going to get better for them. It's going to get worse. And so instead of doubting God in His decision making of either doing it now or prolonging it a little bit, why don't you have faith in God to know that it may be more of a blessing to be where you are right now facing what you're facing than you realize. Because if God turns it, it could be a whole lot worse than what you ever imagined. Oh, I love I love the story in I love the story as as it develops here because we see that God is so faithful that he's giving them time to grow. How many is thankful for a God that gives us time to grow? God isn't, He doesn't work like some think that He works, that, that He's not patient. He's very patient. And His patience has a whole lot to do with His mercy in your life and in my life. And He wants us to grow. He want, That's why if you're going through things, instead of going backwards, learn. Learn where you are. Mature where you are. Grow in what you are in. Don't get frustrated and run out and blame God and, and get upset with God. Job said, you know what, honey? Oh, he didn't call her honey, but maybe he did. He said, I'm going to say this the, nice, the, the kindest way I know how. You're speaking very foolish. <laughs> speaking very foolish. Curse God and die? Curse him right now with this going on? No. The Lord gives, the Lord takes away. Blessed be his name. Come on. If I can help somebody get a hold of a mindset that maybe your situation hasn't changed. Maybe you want it to be different, but it's not different. Maybe you want it to be done and over with, and it's not done and over with yet. There is a reason if you're living for God why it hasn't changed already. And if you're fully engaged and committed in doing your part, then know on the other side of that, God has a bigger plan at work here. And when he gets through, you're going to be faithful 
favored and blessed like you've never imagined if you can hold on long enough to get to that place. Somebody shout amen. amen. Come on, shout amen. amen. So what you're, what you're facing right now may be more manageable than what's lying in wait behind it. Amen. He wants us to stop complaining. Everybody say, stop complaining. And stop living in frustration. Would you do more than just talk it? If, you, if, 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 if pastor's talking to you today, let me see your hand. I've got to stop living in frustration. I have to stop living in complaint. I have to stop living in worry. I have to stop living in stress. Get a hold of it today. Let today be the day that you say, I'm done with all of this. If it changes or not when service is over, if it changes in a week or not, God is still on the throne. He's at work. My enemy's being driven out. God is maturing me. I'm growing in my faith. And when this is all said and done, I'll be able to handle the blessing that God has created for me. Oh, I I really feel the presence of God here right now. And I know that God is talking to people because your struggle may have been going on for a while. Don't quit. Don't give up on God. Don't throw the towel in. Get another look at this. Take another look. It may be more of a blessing where you are right now than what you realize. Let God have His way in your life. In His time, it'll all come together. In His time, it'll all work out. In His time, it'll all fall into place. Don't get frustrated as God is working on your behalf. Because sometimes it's the slightest sign. It's the slightest move. He said, by little and little. By little and little will I move them out. I think that part that we play in it is trusting God every step of the way. That part that I play, I can't be negative and win this thing. I can't be fearful and full of doubt and unbelief and win this thing. I can't be inconsistent and unfaithful and win this thing. I have to believe God is at work. God has no something bigger and better than what I know. And I'm going to trust Him every step, every day. Get up on Monday, I'm going to trust you. If it looks like nothing changed, I'm going to trust you. 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 Every step of the way. Every step of the way. Lisa mentioned earlier that the accident we were involved in in July. And so in July after the accident, we've had a lot of therapy and up and down and treatments and doctor's visits and all tests and everything, all this stuff going on. And so a few weeks ago, I was feeling a little bit better and pushed on, on, on a particular weekend pushed harder than what I had previously in several weeks. And, and by that night, I was in so much pain that by that night, I, when I laid down on Sunday night, I couldn't move. I, I was telling Lisa, I was laying in the bed, and I'd laid down early. And after a little while, I said, I can't even move. I, I, can't, I can't turn over. I can't set up. I, I, I'm, I'm kind of stuck right here. I can't, I can't move. And so I laid there, unable to move for several hours, and finally on an elbow tried to get over and start moving a little bit and so that week I was really set back and, and the appointments I went to and the doctors they were like you, you're not there yet 
Don't push this. This is a setback. You, you, you can't, you may feel a little bit better. Little things are happening, but, but you're not there yet. And so you, you, you're going to hurt yourself. Something, it's going to get worse if you don't listen. And so that week, I mean, it was, it was tough for several days, but I was able to kind of climb out of that in, in a matter of time and uh, finally made it through another week or two and some more appointments and therapy and things they do and then started going to the physical side of it and some of the exercises and things that they were having us do, which has been going on for a few weeks now. But this last week, this last week, um, I felt better than I felt in three or four months. And uh, I mentioned it to Lisa, mentioned it to a doctor, mentioned it to some, some friends. I rode with the, the police this week. I haven't done that in several, several months. I've been having to just kind of go in and, and be, through, be there for some of the roll call and, and some of the appointments that are going on. But I haven't been able to be out on the street in several months because I haven't been able to get in and out of the car and all the things that it would require. But this week I was able to do that. I felt better this week. But here's what I'm trying to tell you. I wasn't ready five weeks ago. I wasn't ready several weeks ago. Although it looked like things were better, it really wasn't. Sometimes in our, in our dilemma, we think, okay, it's, everything's good now. And we jump in and God's saying, wait a minute, wait a minute. It's not there yet. It's not. Give me time to work this whole thing out. Give me time to have my way in the situation. Now, I don't want to in any way make this a, a doctrinal thing at all. But out of interest, I thought I would just do some searching about a few of those names. The, the Hivite. What was God saying? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to move this group out. Verse 28. I'm going to send hornets against them. Drive out the Hivite. I started trying, well, what, what, where's the root of all of this? Where does some... There's actually a part of this group, villagers, that in definition have been labeled as serpents. So when I'm looking at it, I'm, I'm reading it with, with different mindset now that God's saying, I'm going to drive out the serpents before you. I'm going to drive out those things that seem to just materialize in your life that are hard to get control of. So the Canaanites, when you, when you talk about the Canaanites, you're talking about a synchronization that comes. International synchronization. You're talking about a group of people that were possessing a land that seemed to be all together and, and in sync against what you were trying to accomplish. And he said, I'm going to disrupt that plan and that locked-in, dialed-in synchronization of your adversary, and I'm going to push it. Where It just seems like everything's working against you like clockwork. It's, like, it's just the enemy's methodic in its approach and and you you try to handle it over here and then all of a sudden something breaks out and you're like is this is bigger than what I can imagine how do I wrap my my brain out but all of that all of that synchronization comes to being brought into subjection 
It's about bringing our lives into subjection to something other. And he said, I'll not only drive out the serpents, but I'll drive out everything that tries to bring you under its control and make you become subject. (laughs) Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost here. The Hittites, when you search it out and you dig a little bit deeper, you'll find that God was saying, this is a people that represent a depletion of courage or willpower. If I leave the Hittites in the land, they will always attack you in the area of courage and willpower and want to and I will. If that stays in your life, you'll be the kind of person giving up all the time. If the, if the Canaanites stay there, you'll always be subject to something else. If the Hivites are there, the enemy will always be biting at you. So he said, I'm going to drive the serpent out. I'm going to drive everything that could put you into subjection out. I'm going to drive everything that would cause you to lose courage and willpower where you can't go on. He said, that's going to take me a little bit of time. But if you'll let me work and trust me in the process, you're going to possess a land. Come on, you step into it and you have freedom of mind and freedom of heart and freedom of spirit and freedom of life. Not bound, not controlled, not overwhelmed. Give me time to work in your life. Where you are right now may be more of a blessing than you realize. Let's stand together. Amen. Celebrate the little victories along the way. Celebrate the little things along the way because it's just a sign that He's moving it a little bit at a time. He's moving it a little bit at a time. Oh, and I, I, I wish I had time today to just fully unpack all of this, but I think you can track with me and you understand that you got to recognize the slightest improvements, if you will, that come to your faith, that come to your body, that happen on the job. I, I, I'm, I'm not 100% yet, but I can tell... I'm on the men. I, I can tell just over the last week or so, the last 10 days or so, things are coming together for me physically. But I'm just using that as an example. You can understand that and take that into the realm of the Spirit. You can take that into the area that what would have tripped you up six months ago a lot quicker. This week you resisted it. This week you said, no, no, not today. Maybe you tripped up, but it was three or four days that you pushed it off where six months ago you would have dove right in the middle of it. I don't know, but start seeing the little things things that are happening in your life, that your faith is growing, your love is growing. Maybe, maybe you're not all in with, with everything that happens around the church, but you're faithful every Sunday, where maybe you used to not be. See that as a victory. Maybe you've been involved in V groups this time, and, and, and you're saying, but I've never made it through a whole semester, but I have this time. Or, I don't know, maybe it was a prayer meeting. I was at prayer last night. It's the little victories that start coming into your life where you were tempted to go to a place that you used to frequent often and you were hesitant this time and you said to the people that were pressing on you, you know what, I'm, I just got other things going on. It's the little things. Don't come thinking that you're going to go from 
here where everything is destructive and piling in on your life and, and, and all of a sudden, immediately, you're going to be right here like pastor with 30 years of pastoral and minister experience. Probably not going to happen that way. But right now, there's something little that's already happening in your life. And if you can give God acknowledgement for that, what I thought I thought I couldn't make it through that night, but I made it. <laughs> I thought I couldn't make it through that news, but I made it. I thought I couldn't get it all, but but here I am. I, I realize that God is working. God is blessing. God is ministering. And it's time for me to realize that and move forward in it. Celebrate it. Amen. I guess it comes down to this. Can God trust you to move forward and not backward? Can God trust you where you are right now to just move forward no matter how slight or small the step may be? It's still forward. It's still the right direction. It's still the right decision. You may not be at the end of it, but you took a step in the right direction. I want to open the altar up today.